This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. Where's your innovation, huh? Sequels suck. Do the same thing. Everyone's happy. It's all about the money, boys! Here we go again. Limitations are the shackles we bind ourselves. Hey guys, and welcome back to the special mini-sode of Franchise Fatigue. This is a show where we talk about film series one movie at a time. I'm your host, Gabe Green, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, James Amrick. What's up, man? Nothing much. Uh, I am, you know, it's been a long time since we've recorded over these, so yeah. uh, I'm ready to, to get back to it. Yep, uh, so today uh, we are talking about the second Toy Story TV special, uh, Toy Story That Time Forgot. And before we get to that, I want to ask you guys, if you enjoy the show, to please head over to iTunes and take a moment to leave us a rating and review and uh, be very helpful and very much appreciated. So diving right into the behind-the-scenes story on this sh- on this uh, Toy Story special, um, the, the original concept was going to be uh, one of the Toy Story tunes. It was going to be uh, written and directed by Steve Purcell, uh, who, has a very long, who had a very long career in um, comics and video games uh, before making the move to Pixar and working on various films before uh, writing, uh, co-writing and co-directing Brave. Uh, he was going to write and direct this short, which is going to be about uh, the dinosaur toys Rex and Trixie, going on a play date with Bonnie and then meeting some fearsome Battlesore toys. Uh, but John Lasseter loved the idea of the Battlesore so much that he decided to make this the second uh, half-hour TV special instead. And since uh, this and Toy Story of Terror were only, they only came out a year apart and the production time for each was two to three years, um, they had to have been working on, they would have been working on the two simultaneously. Like the uh, the previous short, uh, most of the cast returned for the their respective characters um, with Kevin McCade voicing Reptilus, Reptilius Maximus and Steve Purcell voicing uh, the cleric. Uh, a bit of sad news. This was uh, Don Rickles' final role before his death in 2017. Uh, you you hear him in Toy Story 4, but that was actually used uh, or using unused clips from various Toy Story films and shorts and uh, maybe unused lines and things like that that they were able to stitch together. So for the music, uh, Michael Cicchino returned from Toy Story of, Tori, uh, Toy Story of Terror uh, to score this special, and it was released on December 2nd, uh, 2014 on ABC. So th- you know, this was also f- another first time viewing for you, James. Uh, how do you feel about this one? Uh, I actually really like this one. The The visuals were pretty fantastic. Just it, it's amazing how they're able to walk that line of like feeling like it's a new land, but you look far enough in the background and you like see the open door or boxes or stuff like mm-hmm. in the arena, just the lighting and everything. It's so perfect, but you kind of see the edges every now and then. And, uh, it, it felt, you know, despite enjoying Toy Story of Terror, this one felt way more distinct. Like a, yeah. a couple of years from now, when I remember the shorts, I, I may struggle to be like, is that I think they're, ca- you know, caught in a case or something like that. But here it's like, oh, yeah, that's the that's the Battlesore one. That one's a lot of fun. Whereas I feel like Toy Story of Terror kind of whiffed on his concept halfway through. I feel like this short really goes all out and does everything it can with this this concept. Um. Yes, the the title is is a play on the land that time forgot the uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs novel. Which, funnily enough, when this short first came out, I was actually on an Edgar Rice Burroughs kick. I you know, read all the John Carter novels and a lot of his other different ones, including this one. And so, and I, going back to this, I really I, I think it definitely just captures that feel of descent, you know, that kind of King Kong like thing of you of coming out of our world and descending into an entirely different wild and scary 
you know landscape and it was so fu- so cool the way they uh did that by having Bonnie you know, she sees the video, she goes to play the video games and she just tosses the bag and it's like <laughs> the classic you know the plane crash yeah into the you know, the you know, to, you know, whichever whatever land it is you know there's Jurassic Park or anywhere else like that that kind of plane crash sequence we have it with the bag you know, going through all the debris and uh you know, throwing toys around and it was so cool the way when they enter this strange new land you can tell it's just you know boxes of toys and crates but it's like they're going through canyons and just the, the way that perspective is used, you mentioned that earlier about how it places us in this crazy new world the way the perspective is used in enforcing that is so cool and and just i think uh seamless yeah because it never really feels like they're che- uh they're cheating you know like scale is is usually you know it's accurate uh at, at least best mm-hmm. i can tell it's not like they're they're cheating with their environments they're just shooting it in really creative ways yeah uh, we go from the you know the, the crates and boxes into the mountain set so everywhere we look we just kind of see mountains and i love just the hazy yeah foggy look that's everywhere kind of the and also the way that the lighting is used uh, towards the end after Trixie escapes and she's running out through the crates again and it's dusk outside and they're able to just use that lighting to make the whole thing feel very grim and foreboding. And just again, use it's the use of lighting is so cool. And of course, we meet the battle source and uh, I love these guys. Fantastic theme. <laughs> You're not like our females. <laughs> just shrieks at the camera. Uh, um, that got me. I don't even know why I found that so funny, but I did. <laughs> um, Kevin McKidd as a reptilus. Uh, what is it? Reptilus Maximus? What is it? Yeah, Reptilius. Reptilius Maximus. Dude, his voice is so beautiful and soothing. <laughs> I'm, He's, I'm not totally familiar with him. Like, I, I feel like I've heard the voice around, but I, I couldn't place him in any other roles but yeah he's the, the the cool thing is you have you know he befriends trixie and then they kind of kidnap woody and buzz and we go through this whole thing where trixie thinks it's all a game and thinks they're just really into character and into their parts you know probably the influence of uh, mr purple pants on her and i i like that neither one if it, it, it could have so easily been really trite and just come off as stupid that we go through this you know entire like five or ten minutes of conversation between the two of them where both of them are completely open and honest and yet neither of them fully realizes that the other is um you know nothing like who they think they are it's it's it's, it's so i think it's just really well written to where that moment where they she finally actually realizes that these are this crazy war cult it actually comes off as a, a reveal to her and she doesn't just look like she's stupid and kind of the 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 way it breaks <laughs> Reptilis's heart that she's not truly one of like, I don't know. It feels like it could have been so easily come off as just ridiculous and them, you know, breaking the characters to, and making them stupid, but somehow it works. Yeah. And something that really impressed me with this one was that despite being short, I really did feel like I got a full story, um, especially in particular, like with this character in particular, where I'm like, Oh, you know, he, there's a nice arc. He, this is, he gets his own, you know, buzz from Toy Story 1 arc. And, and you know, it's it's not to that same extent. But I really did end up feeling for him. Uh, one of my favorite shots is after as he's chasing her and she turns the box and he walks into the silhouette of where his, he, like, is in the box. Uh, 
mm-hmm. like that classic, like stepping into a, a silhouette or the mirror or whatever that you see in live action films. I always, I love it when they find like the, the toy scale version of, of ways to do like shots that you see in movies all the time. And that was really cool. Um, and then like the, that amazing last moment where he, he freezes and he, he goes stiff and he falls backwards in slow motion. Like the fades, this is pretty great. Yeah, the, I think this one, the last one focused on uh, Jesse. This one is very much focused on Trixie. Uh, she's tired of, you know, being played as everything but a, but a dinosaur. I think this one, she's the baby reindeer and uh, <laughs> Angel Kitty is the dinosaur. Um, so she, you know, she's really glad to be able to play the dinosaur. And, and then I guess her, her arc is at the end um, kind of coming to appreciate the boundless imagination that Bonnie has and not being trapped in this one single role the way the battle swords are like the whole you know warrior cult that the battle swords have going on it's really well realized you've got the evil cleric and i, I love the way he like kind of glares at them with like, through one yeah. eye because they're so far <laughs> his head. or the bit that like because it's such a like a the way toys and these play sets are but like his legs are already there at the chair and you just like pop him down and and that's what it looks like now. I love that effect. Yeah, so he's like kind of he uh, he knows the truth, but he's created since uh, the boy Mason has video games. He's able to rule his own little world, kind of the way um what's what's the dude's name? Lots of Hugging Bear uh, did in Toy Story three. Um, except they're all, in this one, they're all crazy evil warriors who kill for fun. Um, that arena scene is actually fantastic. <laughs> It decapitates the penguin. <laughs> the head flies up and catches it. It looks so brutal. It just, I mean, it kind of waddles around like a headless chicken, or uh, the the poor sock monkey <laughs> gets torn to fluff. And uh, the, the actual, the, uh, I think the actual fighting is really well done when they have uh, Woody and Buzz come out. Of Woody, Woody has his crown. It's like re- the really well choreographed and tight and like slow mo like. The, the, I, I really would love to see um, Purcell, you know, maybe get a, a feature because I think you know, he did so well just visually directing the story, and it's also very well written. One thing, another thing that I liked about this is that it uses this short to um, highlight a character, like a, a character that wasn't like you know a, a core cast member, um, and I, I actually I really like. Uh, Trixie in this I think like you said they're able to like play her ignorance of what's going on in a way that doesn't make her stupid and and it kind of continues the themes of of Toy Story 3 this I or really Toy Story in general of like you know what what the toys role is and that you know they're there for their kid and um, they need to be what their kid needs them to be and and so exploring that a bit more for you know 20 more minutes with a newer character uh, it's I think it's a good use of like the short format. And then the visual storytelling, you know, she, she joins the battle stories and gets all tricked out in their armor. And I love the little, the, the, the spectacle blacksmith, <laughs> uh, nerdy guy. Um, look a- after she, you know, she escapes and, uh, Reptilis is chasing her and she's going through the, the, the wires, which are uh, behind the uh, table, which are kind of like vines and the, the, the armor is slowly being ripped yeah. off kind of uh, just really cool stuff going on. Um, and then, of course, there is Angel Kitty. Uh, I said uh, Combat Carl was the second greatest Toy Story character. Angel Kitty is the greatest Toy Story character. I, the first time she spoke, I was like, okay, this is 
freaking adore it's like the it's the you know the sister that shows up at the end of the lego movie like we come from the planet duplo and we are here to destroy everything like there's just something about it like oh man this is great she only speaks in you know really rather horrendous cat poster cliches but it just comes with these random times like when they're all captured she says her line and one of the balusters goes like ah <laughs> just punches him off screen i love it they, they they're holding her and they're walking like you know they're, they're carrying her away and she's just playing we three kings in her little horn it's like oh man they're taking it to execution. Like, they're marching them all to execution, and all the uh, the battlesters are chanting and pounding their staffs, and she just starts playing along. Oh, it's so beautiful. I think she only has like three lines, but uh, she made the short. Yeah, so like, I feel like th- this one really just took the concept of, you know, of the, the, you know, the land that time forgot and, and all, all the, the, the connotations that kind of br- brings to your mind, and uh, I think just executed it pretty much as well as it could be done you know giving trixie a nice little arc giving reptilus a really nice little arc uh, yeah i mean like this this to me is like the ideal of of these kinds of shorts of taking fun ideas you know adding on to ideas that we already have but putting new spins on it finding new ways to like impress us with the visuals give us new characters like this this is what i would if they were to do more which you know it doubtful I, I i haven't watched any of like isn't there like a forky series oh the the, uh, the forky asked question they're actually pretty fun because forky's uh, like i i'm betting i'll enjoy this but it, i would like to i wouldn't mind going back to just more things like this of like here's a fun 20 minute time oh did you catch the rather bizarre like uh adult joke like after um after oh, when the, she puts him down after playing? Yeah, that was glorious. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I'm glad I'm not like just the only perv that caught that. Yeah, uh, that was the very first thing I thought of. Okay. <laughs> so I guess it was intentional. Um, yeah, and uh, I love the final, you know, farewell, Trixie of the Bonnie tribe. My heart will burn bright into the moment of your return. Tuesday, around 3.30. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, just uh, it was pretty cool the way they're also kind of touching on the idea of the encroachment of video games into you know the lives of our toys. Um, it's interesting you know, they they didn't play it all with that with Toy Story um four. Like I think the longer we go, it will be more difficult to you know have this kind of story, just because this is just the way that video games are in a way you know taking over play. I wonder if I wonder if like that that will be if they ever do. It. I'm not saying I you know, need another Toy Story and if. I, I was very, you know, I was happy with the way Toy Story three ended. I'm very content with the way Toy Story four ended, um, but that would be an interesting direction if they, if Disney, you know, <laughs> demands another one. <laughs> so yeah, James, uh, how would you uh, rate this one out of five stars? I go uh, four stars. Uh, I like this one uh, a lot. Like it was, I you got the same, you know, pleasant feeling that you would with uh, Toy Story of Terror with the edit. Like they're they're just individual things that I enjoy that are specific to this. Whereas with the, the previous one, it's like, Oh, I'm back in doing these things that I've, that I like these characters or characters that I like, but this one felt a lot more fresh. It felt, you know, like a, a more major addition to, to what's going on. It also was cool to just kind of see a bit more of a, of like actual day in, day out life. 
um, and routine because you know the other one was just a trip and it could have been anywhere but but here you know we know that they're taking over for play dates and is a really good world or like not world building but just good storytelling if they get there and they're you know they're immediately asking like oh where's so and so and so and so um, and then rebringing them in it's like the just the people who get beat up at the Coliseum you kind of get that feel for like okay so this is life with Bonnie you know we we saw life with Andy for so long and and now this is this is their new chapter you know they're they're going over this house they're um, you know we're getting we're seeing the new Christmas presents it it was just it was a uh, I don't know it delivered on the things I think these shorts should and I feel like Bonnie pl- is the way they use Bonnie. You haven't seen Toy Story 4, but I feel like the way they use Bonnie and the culture of her bedroom and just the whole thing, like, I feel like they're using her a lot more than they did Andy, where I feel like the first Toy Story, two Toy Story films were very much like the stories only happened as soon as Andy left, where I feel, I feel like Bonnie plays like a much larger part and is much more integral to the way the stories play out and kind of the way the themes are, are dealt with. Mm. It's, it's just like, I, they, they they gave her your know, life with body has such a fundamentally different tone. Like it's still beautiful, but it's a different tone than life with Andy did. I think it's pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> we forgot to mention the battle sore song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said it was fantastic. Oh, uh, okay. I, I love how it starts like this this kind of like Disney, your know, epic Disney song that turns into the you know, '80s guitar riffs. <laughs> so whenever they first started singing, I was like, "Is this a musical?" Or and then you hear it kind of transition into like all of those like GI Joe kind of commercial themes. I'm like, "Oh, that's amazing." Uh yeah. So uh, as far as my rating, I, I give it four and a half stars. Um, it's just so much fun beginning to end. I just had this big goofy grin on my face the whole time. Uh, like as you said, it's pretty much everything that the that one of these shorts could be. Um, so yeah, uh, absolutely loved it. This one actually got even better reviews than Toy Story of Terror uh, with 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and an 81 on Metacritic. Um, it also seemed to got, have gotten a very high viewing numbers. Uh, and I still have no idea how success is, uh, is, is determined on a traditional TV setting. We had so much time since our last episode that you could have looked this up. I, I know. I looked it up when I did the research and I could not make heads or tails of all the <laughs> info. <laughs> Uh, sorcery that's what it is that's how i always feel anytime i'm on rotten tomatoes looking through the movies it's like just all of these wildly different things and then you'll see like two different hundred percents at the top of tv and then like a 90 and a 90 no i was talking about the the, the ratings as far as like like actual like you know viewer numbers and oh, oh how okay. they how they how they rank that you know i guess the time of day and what else you know what normally plays there. it's a weird complicated process they have hmm um, as far as you know, determining how successful any kind of TV show is. Um, as far as its legacy, I think it's you know it's pretty much as forgotten and you know and un- non-present as the Toy Story of Terror. Uh, like the Toy again, Story I, I think, short that time forgot. Hey, yeah. Um, I feel like if they, if they put these on Disney Plus, they could have they could really make a comeback because like you know, if it's just there, I feel like everyone would probably just go and watch them because it's Toy Story. It's weird, like they're not they're like they're not available to rent anymore anywhere. You have to buy it for like ten bucks if you wanna like, if you wanna stream it. It's it's strange. I wonder hmm. what kind of weird deals they have going on with that. That is because like like you said, they're despite the fact that like, you know, when people buy the did you get this through getting the movies? Or how did I I, I bought the Blu rays. Gotcha. Because it does it does seem weird, like since you can't rent it, it you I just I wonder how smart it is to 
you know, $10 online for, for something that a lot of people probably haven't heard of, uh, at least especially, you know, several years removed now. Yeah, they're great, but they're only 22 minutes. Yeah. 10 bucks with that is quite a bit. So it's weird. This is the company that has the Disney vault. So who can fathom their minds? (laughs) All right. uh, So that was our review of Toy Story that time forgot. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, again, let's ask you to please head over to iTunes and leave us a rating review. If you want to follow us on Facebook, we're there as Franchise Geek Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, we're on both of those sites as at FranchisePod. And you can find our other episodes at FranchiseFatiguePodcast.com. And where can people follow you, James? You can follow me at uh, Letterbox. Same there as JL Hammer. It's J-L-H-A-M-R-I. Uh, and you can also follow the both of us over on the Facebook group, The Outer Rim, a Star Wars group. Um, we are continuously growing over there. We're full of people who, who love Star Wars as a whole. Um, and it's great to have conversation where that is understood that we're here to to enjoy the series. So if you're excited about the Clone Wars and, and everything else, you know, Project Luminous, there's a lot of stuff going on. So feel free to join us over there. And I'm also on Letterboxd and there's Gabriel Green. I, you can follow me on Instagram as Gabe the Great Green. And I have a YouTube channel called Green Area One where I put out these uh, film-based music videos. So next week, I will catch, we'll finish up with the Toy Story series uh, with last year's Toy Story 4, a film that I liked quite a bit and uh, you haven't seen. So it's going to be a first time viewing for you yeah, I'm excited. It's weird that at first I thought it was super weird that I've gone this long having not seen it, but I didn't catch Toy Story three in theaters either, uh, which is weird. I don't know, I don't know why I've missed both of these last two, but I definitely look forward to watching it, especially with all of the drama around it. Like, why would you do this to the ending? And I don't know. I'm excited to just have an opinion. So until next time, we will see you in the sequel. The joy that you give to others is the gift that comes back to you. Oh.